We are all too familiar with this sound. We know the drill on a Thursday morning or whatever day it might be. Maybe you're still in bed, snuggled under the covers and you bring it over your head to cover the noise for that extra bit of just five more minutes. Or maybe it makes you start wondering about the adventures of your waist and the mystical land of where it's all going, a place you never need to think about. I could be wrong about this all, and you might be scrambling out of bed furiously, wheeling your bin out hoping the truck hasn't passed your house yet. Either way, I'm here to talk to you about waste and ways we can be more conscious of it. My name is Rico Boy, and I am a university student at the University of Queensland in Brisbane, Australia. On this podcast, we will also be hearing from Paul Frasca, co-founder of the organisation Sustainable Salons. 2015. A global, historic moment occurred. The Paris Agreement was formed. World leaders of 195 countries signed the world's very first accord on climate change. Obama labels this moment... A turning point for the world. The same year the UN created the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. It has 17 Sustainable Development Goals, also known as SDGs, all aimed at combating the world's most wicked problems by 2030. They have identified their 12th goal as responsible consumption and production, which is what I will be discussing. So why is this such an important goal that it's listed in the world's most famous intergovernmental organisation as an immediate need to prioritise in the next nine years? Well, it's because waste is a wicked problem. Rattel and Weber's term wicked problems contrasts the difference between tame problems, which could be simply resolved using standard scientific techniques, and wicked problems that are not simple often complex and unfortunately not completely resolvable. Professors Jane Johnston and Robin Gulliver share in their public interest communication press book, just because wicked problems cannot be fully resolved, they still need to be managed. We don't throw our arms up in the air and say, forget climate change because it's too hard, or terrorism will always be around, so why bother trying to mitigate it? Shh, shh, it's okay, settle down, Luna. It's all right. So I work at a dog store and we often get matter dogs that come in and I'll turn into a broken record. Look, I'm really sorry, Claire. There is no solution to owning a mat-free cavoodle or spoodle. You can only manage it by daily combing, routine grooms and wearing the right harnesses that don't exacerbate it. They often do a pound or a frustrated sigh, <sighs> but I explain the alternative. If they don't do any of these things, inch by inch, the mat will get closer and closer to their dog's skin and eventually cut blood circulation off their dog, causing serious harm. And so they comb and bring them in for their grooms and do all the things they possibly can to help them with this, even though there will always be knots they can't reach because doing nothing is not an option. Waste is an ever-increasing problem that we are facing and it's a wicked problem that even your favourite coffee store can't stop by simply switching your ice-long blacks to paper straws. 
According to the UN, the global material footprint increased by 70% between the year 2000 and 2017, with 1 million drinking bottles purchased every minute and 5 trillion single-use plastic bags thrown away every year. In 2019, each person generated about 7.3 kilograms of electronic waste. That's 4.8 times heavier than Pablo the Chihuahua that came into our store for his groom the other day. Improper disposal of computers, laptops and phones can cause poisonous chemicals to be released into our soil, our water, causing detrimental environmental and health impacts. Not to mention the loss of valuable raw materials like gold, platinum and rare earth elements. Waste is a wicked problem. So, we know it's a global problem we're facing. But what are we doing on a local scale to fix this? In the heart of Balimba, a suburb northeast of Brisbane City, Australia, my workplace, Dogue, like Vogue, is partnered with an organisation called Sustainable Salons. Sustainable Salons collects all of our waste and recycles them to the maximum level. So we know our consumption and production of waste is being efficiently recycled. My favourite thing that Sustainable Salon does with our waste is with the dog's clipped fur. They are collected by the salon's team and turned into hair booms used to soak up oil spills in the ocean. Who does not love a pooch's hair in an oil spill? Like, this is the cutest thing ever. When it was that was none other than the co-founder of the Sustainable Salon's organisation, Paul Frasca. In this podcast, he'll share some insight into waste management and exciting developments for the future. There's one simple thing everyone can do, and I call it voting with your dollar. So every time you go and spend a dollar today, make sure it counts. So look in your local community. For example, Doak. Well, next time you're going to get your pooches, you know, uh, uh, fur cropped and chopped and uh, clipped, go and support your local businesses. That's the number one thing everyone can be doing, first of all. So if they're a local business and they're sustainable, they're ticking two of the biggest boxes that matter, which is I call localism, not globalism. Paul is referring to something called community capacity building. In the Public Interest Communication Press book, it defines it as working from the bottom up when residents work together within the community that then leads to the needs of businesses and then the government to make policy changes. The customers at Dogue, the Dogue business and sustainable salons are three different publics all working together locally to manage a global problem just by aligned interests. We're the first ever organisation to not only uh, study human hair, we've actually developed it and turned them into products now of the future. Some of the work we're doing with human hair today is going in from not only hair booms, we'll be doing a lot of work in the future of fertilisers of the future because hair is amazing for fertiliser, but this one will blow your mind, especially, I believe you're up in Queensland, is working with QUT University in actually using hair as a part of technology of the future. Um, in, in OLED displays and even solar panels. Yeah, it's very fascinating. And I tell people it's no longer hair. It's not like you're going to pull out a piece of hair out of your iPhone anytime soon. But when they, what they do is they actually burn the sulfur out of the hair to create carbon dots. And uh, it's uh, fascinating to know, but one day you could have human hair in your technology. The number one thing for any small business today is start doing your research is what is possible. 
And, and, and you'd be surprised, there's actually probably a lot of things you can start to do. So for example, if you're a cafe, the, probably the biggest waste product you have is your coffee grounds. Well, if you just do any research, so many community gardens would love those coffee grounds. So really start to get to know your local community garden and see if they would like it. And I can tell you now, every compost facility would nearly even pay you for it because it's that valuable to have those coffee grounds given to them. I love solving business model problems for, for, for companies. And I'll give you one simple for clothing. Like imagine a store like H&M where you basically, you didn't buy items, you just had a membership and it could be based on 10 items, five items, 15, let's say. Let's say you chose five. So you have a membership and you actually just turned up to pick up five items. You go, you wear them. And if you wanna bring back two, you can pick up another two. If I talk to young people now in university, say those models will save the planet too. They're just as environmentally friendly than sometimes just recycling. It's actually the lifespan of a product and how we can actually focus then on the quality, not just the, the volume. Thank you for listening to this podcast on waste sustainability. And if you'd like to know more about sustainable salons, here's how you can find them. We're everywhere. So YouTube, we're on Insta, we're on Facebook, we're on all the platforms. And then of course, uh, they can Google us through our, of course, our website at sustainablesalons.org. And if there's one thing I can say to everyone is please go to our directory to go support your local sustainable salon like Doge. All music and sound effects from this podcast were sourced from Epidemic Sound.